All right. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is August 10th, 2023 and week 236. If you're new around here, welcome to join the midst of the storm. This is a the weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say welcome back. Thank you guys yet again and again, and as always, for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. As you can see from the top, talking about sleepwalking. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. We're going to go into a word of prayer before we get into it tonight. Remember a time where I used to forget to say a prayer. I'm sure you probably remember that time, Melvin. Um, <laughs> but God is blessed. I can at least remember to do this one thing uh, before every Bible study. And so I thank God for that because um, he's truly worthy. So let's go into it. Heavenly for your blessings. Lord, we thank you for how you washed over us, how you kept us, Lord, how you continue to be so very good to us, so gracious, so kind, so merciful, uh, so loving, so wonderful to us, Lord. Help us to uh, return the favor. Help us to live a life that's pleasing to you, Lord. Help us love our neighbor as ourselves, Lord. Help us to love our enemies, Lord. Help us to uh, just fulfill the things that you asked us to do, Lord. Help us to follow your word, Lord. We understand that uh, these are the most important things in this life, Lord. Uh, no matter what happens to us, continue. But there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm, trial, and tribulation. Lord, we're praying that we would all decrease and only you would increase. So, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your righteous name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So um, I was considering talking about something else, um, but actually, as I was trying my best to prepare for this Bible study, um, I found myself becoming more and more tired. I found myself um, falling I just began to put sleep on my mind. Um, I, I think about how Jesus, before he left, uh, before he was betrayed, he, uh, a few disciples, Peter, James, and John, into the Garden of Gethsemane, and they began, uh, he began to pray, and he began to ask them to pray with him. But along the way, they just could not stay up. Um, and we know he asked, he said, could you not even watch? You couldn't even pray. You couldn't even stay awake for one hour. And so I found this same thing happening to me as I was uh, looking at some other things that I considered getting into. Uh, but just from that experience, uh, sleeping on my mind. Uh, physically on my body and mentally on my mind as well. So I want to look at a few things on that. Uh, we're going to get to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4. Uh, we'll 
pull that up. Um, you know, just thinking about sleeping and sleepwalking and um, all of those things pertaining to sleep, I kind of looked up a, a few stats. I didn't look up a lot, uh, but I did notice that it was sleepwalking, rather. Uh, it was more common in uh, 11 and 12-year-olds, you know, young young children, um, uh, preteens, I guess we call it. Not so much in adults. However, it does happen in adults. And just uh, now, I don't I don't know if I've ever sleepwalked. Uh, <laughs> most people don't know when they actually do it until um, someone tells them that they did it or uh, some kind of way they find out that they're in a place that they did not fall asleep at. But, uh, you know, just looking up a few things about it, not not too in depth, but, you know, we've heard of sleepwalking before. Um, I actually even seen that there people have actually killed other people while sleepwalking now they you know i don't know but you know they did say that there had been at least i think about 70 cases around 70 incidents of this happening and so the the thing about it is though even though somebody might be sleepwalking even though they might be in a in in a daze or whatever we wish to call it, there are very real things that are still taking place. Even if we're not sleepwalking, even if we just go to bed at night, uh, oftentimes we have dreams. Sometimes we can remember the dreams. Other times we might not dreamt about. But even in those dreams, um, so many bizarre things take place. So many things that uh, defy uh, logic, defy real life. You know, we'll find ourselves falling. You know, people say they're falling for the entire dream, or they're being chased by some type of animal, or just all types of uh, uh, strange things take place in some dreams. People have all these superpowers. I guess some people become Spider Man in their dreams, or whatever the case may be. But People find themselves in a state of sleeping, whether it be sleepwalking or even physically sleeping or even daydreaming. Sometimes we uh, people do that. I'm sure more of us have have did this at one point or another. Will somebody might be and then they look up after making a sentence or a statement and they see you staring off into the abyss and they're like, "Hey, did you hear what I said?" <laughs> Like, what What was it? <laughs> Our minds have wandered off and started to think about something totally different, uh, a totally different where we were physically. And so these are all forms of sleeping, if you will. And so regardless of what form of sleeping we partake in, whether we go to sleep uh, at night for eight hours or whatever, there are very real things that are still taking. Real things are still taking place. Things around us. Look, while we're sleeping, sometimes people are trying to uh, steal the things that we have, break into our homes, break into our vehicles. While we're sleeping, real life is still taking place. Doesn't matter that we slept. 
time is passing. I can recall times where I went to sleep and woke up. I was so lost. I wasn't sure. I'm thinking it's an entirely different day. Um, But I had no clue what time it was when I woke up. I'm just thinking that I'm late for something. But I was just confused on the time. See, sleeping causes us to lose track of time, whether it be a daydream, whether it be sleepwalking, whether it be you're just sleeping in your bed or on the couch, sleeping in the car. It causes us to lose track of time. So many times that I've been traveling somewhere and been with me and uh, a person might fall asleep or even myself. I've been traveling, riding with someone else and you fall asleep. And you, you, it might take you an hour or two or three to get to the destination, but somehow you just fall asleep. You just might be lucky enough that once you wake up, destination, or you're really close. You're really close. Sleeping causes us to lose track of time. And so as I was sleeping today, trying my best to stay awake, every time I'd wake up, I watched as the time would pass me by. The closer the time got to the time that I needed to do something, that I had some objectives I needed to accomplish, I began, somehow I began to, by the grace of God, I began to wake up. See, I I talked about that some time ago. You know, we we can sleep. Uh, We can wake up in the morning. God wakes you up. And uh, when you feel you have a whole lot more time, Uh, It's easy to hit snooze. It's easy to fall right back asleep and lose some more time. But if you wake up and you know you needed to be somewhere 10 minutes ago, (laughs) you can move really fast. You're no longer uh, 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 drowsy. You're no longer uh, like a zombie. You're no longer moving slow. You're moving fast now. Now you're trying to redeem the time. This is where we are in our spiritual walk. We know Paul told us it's high time. Time. I felt led to talk about this because there are so many people out there who God is calling them. God is drawing us. He's drawing you. He's calling you, extending his hand out to save you. So many people are sleepwalking. So many people are daydreaming. So many people are going to bed, hitting the snooze button, putting it off, truly being saved. So many people are doing it. Look, I I know because I've did it so many times in my life. So many times the preacher would try to talk to me or, or someone who cared about me spiritually would try to talk to me and I'd brush it off. I say, ah, I worry about that. <laughs> I worry about that later. When I get older, after I've did this, after I've did that, I've con- I continually hit the snooze on salvation. You know, somebody ought to put that on a T-shirt, snoozing on salvation. Maybe that's not a good T-shirt, but that's what a lot of people are doing. Are you snoozing on salvation? I've did it. God, that alarm, he began to make the alarm sound louder and louder so that I could no longer sleep, so that I could wake up and realize if I don't make, if I don't act fast, the opportunity is going to pass me by. So I want to pick up 
again, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. You know, when we go to sleep, now, uh, from what they tell me, now you can attest to this, but now, adults, we like to go to sleep in the dark. Uh, now, I know somebody might want a, a TV light to be on or maybe a, a, a lamp or something like that. But now the the amount of lighting that we would use, we don't want all of that light anymore. When it's time to go to sleep, some people like it to be pitch black. They like it to be completely dark. Some people even go so far as to blindfolding themselves. When it's time for sleep. But you know what they tell me is a baby. That baby doesn't like when it's pitch black, when they're trying to go to sleep. Now, I don't know much about that because I'm not in the ball game of, of dealing with a baby. But now the point I'm making is that the devil in this scripture, it tells us here. The God of this world, the devil has blinded the minds. The devil is blindfolding people, getting them in a state of darkness. See, there are people sleepwalking. People are sleepwalking. Every day, they're awake. They're wide awake, walking around, waking up, eating, brushing their teeth, combing their hair, brushing their hair going to work, going to school, going wherever, going to the football game, going wherever, whatever we're doing. Some of us are even going to church, but sleepwalking. The, the whole day we're awake, but spiritually we're sleepwalking, snoozing on our salvation. This is, this is the issue that Paul is dealing with. He said, in whom the God of this world did the minds of them which believe not, lest the light, unless the light gets turned on, unless they wake up. See, I, I, I'm, I wanted to deal with this because I'm pleading with someone out there to wake up. We've known God has been for a long time. There's so many people out there, you know God has been calling you. I heard a story about a man. I heard a preacher tell a story about a man who was um, in the church, and the man felt that God was calling him. The man knew he was sleepwalking. The man uh, gave the testimony that sometimes the call of God would be so strong, he'd want to go to the altar and, and, and I guess, repent of his sins and get baptized and receive the Holy Ghost. He'd want to do these things. But still, the devil was. He'd have to hold his hands on the benches, the pews, just to not go up there. Sleepwalking. And from what they told me, the man never made it. Even though God had continued to call him, he continually turned 
there's so many people out there, young and old. Young people are saying, I'll wait until I get older, but they don't realize once they get older, they'll be saying, man, I've been this way my whole life. Look, that's what the old person is saying. The old person is saying, man, I've been this way my whole life. Can't change now. God accepts me how I am. And the young person is saying, I'll do, I'll change when I get older. Little do they know. They'll be saying what that old person is saying. Somebody's going to sleepwalk all the way through this life. Even though they became educated, they got college degrees, they they got this different job, they got uh, that, they started their family. They've been so successful as life is concerned. They they got approved for a credit card. (laughs) They got a $10,000 or $20,000 car. They've got a, a, a great credit score, 750, 800 credit score. They got a, a loan on their house. They received so much, yet we're sleepwalking, snoozing on our salvation. See, I, I, I'm trying to help some before it's too late. See, it's going to happen to someone. We know the story. The Bible tells us there were five wise and five foolish. And while they all slumbered and slept, the scripture said, the bridegroom came and somebody found themselves looking in. They were in the church doing religious things. Don't be fooled because you're doing some religious works because you went to church or you paid tithes or you did this or you did that or you helped this person out. You gave them something when they were in need. These are good things. But what are you still lacking? Have you truly and wholeheartedly turned over your life to Christ? You know there are some things that you're doing that God is not proud of. Do you get offended when, when your brother or sister, when the preacher brings it up and says, hey, you know, God does. Do you get offended and say, well, you just can't judge me. I, y'all just want. God is wanting you to turn your life completely over. Completely to him. He knows what things we're still holding back, what things we're still hiding. When nobody's around, many of us in the church still holding certain things back from God. And we know it's wrong. We know we shouldn't be doing certain things. And yet, we're still hitting the snooze button. We're still saying, I've got a little more time. I'm going to get it straight one day. Still holding back from God. Yet we're in the Bible study. We're in the church services. We're in there answering questions and asking questions and, and doing all these things, putting money in the offering. But God is still seeing. He's still things that we're holding back from him. He's still telling us it's time for you to wake up and stop sleepwalking. So Paul, he tells us, he said, unless the light shines and wakes these people up, unless the light shines, they're going to continue sleeping. Look, I I know for a fact, there have been many times where I've been sleeping good and someone comes in and turns the light on. (laughs) Look at 
once the lighting changes. It's virtually impossible if you were sleeping in a dark environment, resting good, slobbing and (laughs) dreaming and enjoying yourself in sleep and the light. It all of a sudden disrupts your sleep. This is what Paul is referring to. He said, unless the light is shine, we're in darkness. Because we're still sleeping in darkness. He said, but if the light is shine, if somebody starts to recognize the master's calling, Jesus is calling Christ, our savior, he's calling, he's desiring, stretching forth his hand. His hand is not too short. He can help you. People are struggling all the time. Come on time and time again, week after week. Letting people know God will help you. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can even ask or think. According to his power, his power. Helps to work in us through the Holy Ghost. But we have to wake up. You know, so many times we, we, we think we know what we're doing. I've been guilty. The things I come on here and say, I don't, I can't say these because I haven't been guilty. I can say them because I have been guilty. God has shown me these things. We can think we know what we're doing, but the results don't, don't support that. The facts say we don't know. It's time for us to wake up and this thing figured out. If we did, we would not be still struggling with the same struggles, with the same problems, in the same situations, week after week, month after month, year after year. We don't have it figured out. But all we have to do is come unto him who is able, the one who promised to give us rest, the one who promised to give us help in the time of need. So he said, the God of this world, he's got us sleep. He has us walking in circles. Look, it's hard to do anything in the dark. Jesus told us, look, work while it's day. Light coming. Look, no man can work. It's impossible to do things in the dark. We can't do anything in the dark. Look, as soon as it's nighttime, we're hoping the street lights come on. If you have to go outside, you're hoping the lights come on. You, you have to put a light on the outside you're in or, or use the flashlight or use your phone's lighter. You have to have some type of light because God didn't give us eyes to see in the dark. It's impossible for us to do anything in the dark. We'll be hitting our toe and knee, <laughs> falling down, falling over. All types of problems take place in the dark. Look at when crime, look at when the most crime is committed. It's in the darkness. It's in the nighttime. 
People don't prefer to do those evil things in the light. Now, they will now, but they're especially waiting for nighttime. So Paul is urging us to get saved. Go back up to verse four or three. You will. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. If our gospel be hid. See, the gospel. Jesus came and brought us the gospel. The gospel is about salvation. The gospel is about hope. The gospel is to help us. But he said, if our gospel is hid, it's because somebody's lost. Somebody can't still sleeping to the true gospel. The true gospel is there's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. We must all be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of our sins, fully immersed in water, and we must receive the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues. This must continue on into perfection, living a godly life a righteous and holy life. And we must hold on. Don't turn back. This is the gospel. So if someone can't see it, it's because they're still daydreaming. They're still sleeping. But this is the gospel. Run over, Melvin. Run over to the book of John 3 and 19. I don't want to get John 3 and 16. Because I know we so love that verse. I want to get 3 and 19. Good verse. I'm not trying to take anything away from it. But I want to stay on topic here. We're talking about sleeping, sleepwalking, dreaming, daydreaming, nightdreaming, whatever it is that pertains to sleeping. Paul told us about darkness. Now I want to hear what Jesus said on this. Pick us up, uh, Melvin, in verse 19. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world. Mm -hmm. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. People love to sleep. Sleepwalk. Rather than waking up and accepting the light, rather than waking up and accepting the ways of Jesus Christ, the son of the most high God, instead of accepting him, people love to walk in darkness. People love to do wrong. You know, people love to talk filthy. People love to do it. People love to lie. People love to be, uh, he talked about being crafty in one place. People love to be crafty to try to get something out of you. Love to deceive. People love to take things because people are in darkness. We love to talk about somebody, put someone else down. People are walking in darkness, sleepwalking, and thinking they're... That's what happened with the five. They were foolish. They thought they were on the right track. They, a lot of times, we know we're not. We know we're halfway doing right. We know it but we're still thinking we got enough time. You know, no matter how 
single day, no matter uh, the fact that it's 24 hours uh, in one day, you know, the day still pass by fast. Every single year, we always at the end of the year say, man, you know what? Where did the time go? How, how this year by so fast? We don't have as much time as we think we do. You know, a lot of times I have a lot of things that I'm trying to accomplish. But, you know, every single time, you know, God continues to lay it on my heart. I might have some things uh, that I'm setting out to try to accomplish, but often, not too often, but every so often, it's never too often, every so often. My mind goes back to the scripture. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, its righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Even though I might be working on something else for X amount of time, God still brings me back around. Tony, you better make sure you stay in. You stay on the path of salvation. It might have been. Uh, a whole day or whatever, however much time has passed, but devoted to God. When was the last time you read? When was the last time you prayed? What things are you doing to make sure that you're still on track? So all the time, as I begin to try to work on this and Accomplish this and do that. And oh, I got, I got, I'm trying to uh, get here or get there. God has to continually remind me through the Holy Ghost. I thank God for the Holy Ghost. He says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You need to hear something from before I get off track. I need to continue to stay in the light. Because the devil wants to drag you into the darkness. Jesus here, he tells us. He said, people. Darkness. We know people love to be in the dark. But when do people have the party? When do people prefer to go to the club, to the bar, to the bingo hall? When do people prefer to do these things? I look, I know people do them in the daytime. I know. But when do people really prefer? <laughs> when is the party is best? When it's night. When it's dark. People don't go to the club and they leave all of the lights on. No, they've got to turn the lights down. <laughs> Men love darkness. We know. We don't want to do wrong when people are looking. We want to do it in the darkness. This is what Jesus told us. Read the next verse for us, Melvin. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. You know what? Let's let's uh, move over to the book of Jude, chapter one. Time runs out. I want to, I want to get some things in Jude one. Um, yeah, let's pick up Jude one and verse three, because it's about salvation. Jude one. 
salvation. It's time to wake up out of our sleep. It's time to stop sleepwalking, snoozing on salvation. I thank God for that. I like that. (laughs) We're snoozing on our salvation. Still giving us another chance. He's, He's giving us a chance to come out of darkness. He knows the God of this world has us sleepwalking, has us blindfolded. He knows it, but he's giving you a chance to come out. It's not to condemn us. He's not wanting to send us to hell. We know he told us. It's not his will that any of us should perish. So I'm on here. We're on here tonight. Hoping that someone is ready to come out. Someone sleeping. And they're ready to wake up. Pick us up in verse 3, man. We love it. When I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, Mm -hmm. it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. But we... It's time for us to come out of darkness. And now we have to go back and search for the faith that was once delivered to the saint, the the old way of doing things. See, I know it's 2023, it's the 21st century, and people say all times have changed, and, and this has changed, and that's changed. And now we do things in a new way, a fresh way. And, and the Bible, I've heard people say the Bible is outdated, and this, that, and the other. It's a bunch of hoopla. It, it's, 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 it's uh, 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 unrighteous talk because we're told we must go back to the old way, the old landmark. Receive the faith that they receive. He wants us to come out of darkness. We cannot live any and think we're going to be saved. It will not happen. No matter what priest, what bishop, what elder, what apostle, what minister, what prophet, doesn't matter who said it. He said, we got to go back and get the common self. What's common? Amongst the apostles. That's the salvation we must go back and get. We must go back to the baptism in Jesus' name. People people have left it. People have turned away from it. But we must go back to the the Holy Ghost. Being born again. We must go back. Some of us, we've heard this stuff time and time again. Once we hear these things, we say, oh, here we go again. Here we go, talking about being born again. When are we going to do it then? When are we going to do it? If we have the attitude, because we know we're in darkness, and we say, I've heard this before, I heard that. What's taking us so long to make up our minds? This is the question I had to ask myself. To just do what I know needs to be done. This is what the Bible tells us the harvest is plenteous and the laborers are few. Most people know it's certain things that need to be done, but a lot of people aren't willing to do it. We'll know 
paper we need to pick up. We're not willing to do it. We'll wait on someone else. We'll say, well, I didn't put that there and I didn't. And we do the same thing in our spiritual life. We know it's something that needs to be done. And we'll make every excuse. Well, the devil did that. (laughs) Well, if Melvin had not did what he did, (laughs) we'll make every excuse instead of doing what we need to do. I've got to forgive regardless. I've got to let go and press toward the mark of the higher calling regardless. What Melvin decides or what Tony decides, we have to be about our father's business. We've got to come out of darkness. People hate. He said those that love evil and love darkness. He said they hate the light. So he said we need to contend for the faith that was once delivered. Let's read here more. Mel, more, Melvin. <laughs> for there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this nation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our mm-hmm. Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believe not. You know, when I looked at this, when I thought about this, was even worse than many of us who, uh, the people who will sleepwalk through their entire life, was even worse. And I really was supposed to go and get something else before I came here, but this is all right. But what's even worse than the people who sleepwalk through their entire life, never truly come to the knowledge, never actually get saved. They never even got baptized or they never even received the Holy Ghost. They never even decided I wanted to go to church and I want to read the Bible and I want to learn who God is. Even what's worse than those people are those of us that God wakes us up We learn about the baptism. We learn this is the one true way, the one Lord, one faith, one baptism, Ephesians, I believe it's four or five. We learn about a lot of these things and we start walking right and living right with God. We start changing how we talk. We start changing how we live. We start changing how we dress. We start we go to and what things we partake in. What's even worse is that after we did all of that, the devil causes us to go right back to sleep. After we woke up and we say, oh, it's high time. It's time to wake out of my sleep. I've got to get up myself together because I've got some place to go. And I'm praying when I get there that I'll see everyone I know. We're, we're, we're doing all of this. God wakes us up. And somehow the devil tricks us. A little slumber. A little folding of the hands. My God, the preacher said. Say so you end up in poverty. You know, that's what Jesus told us in the book of Revelations. I won't go and get it. But he was dealing with the church and he started talking about people who were lukewarm. Some people who God started to wake up. 
right. But they soon started falling back asleep. And he said, you know what? You guys are rich. But yet you're naked. You're poor. You're spiritually blind. You're asleep. Unless God puts some anointing on your eyes. I'll paraphrase what he said there. He used the word I salve, I believe. But unless God begins to wake you up again, it's a sad thing for the people of God. I think my wife was just talking to me about that. It's a sad thing for the people of God to wake up and allow your friends to trick you back out into the world. You fall right back asleep. Allow the alarm clock because you looked at the time and you said, well, I have a little bit more time. I have more time than I realized. I'm good. And the devil tricks you back out into the world. Because of our family members that we just love so much. Brother, that's big bro. That's my sister. I love them. That's fam right there. I'll do anything for them. You know, it's a sad thing that you'll even go to hell for them. That's rough. God is trying to wait. Jesus told us in one place, he said, remember Lot's wife? She made it out. But she still never made it to where God truly wanted her to get. She turned back. My God, I'm seeing so many of us, we get saved and we start running for our lives. We start trying to do right. And somewhere along the way, we get tired. We get weary and well-doing. We get impatient. We start other people prospering in the world. We get frustrated. We're doing a, a series on anger management. We get angry. And certain things causes us to fall back asleep. The devil tricks us right back into the same things he saved us from. We find ourselves going right back to the same old places, doing the same things that God has saved us from. Going around lying again, stealing again, fornicating again, whatever it was that we had start getting, we find ourselves falling back slowly falling back asleep until the next time we wake up, the Son of Man has come and we've missed the rapture. We've missed our opportunity to be saved. I'm begging people tonight, don't fall back asleep. If God has blessed you to come out, I know it gets tough sometimes. You, you start looking around and you feel like you're the only one doing these things. To the people of God, we start thinking we're the only ones doing something. We're the only ones trying to do right. The devil is trying to get you back to sleep. He's trying to make you fall right back into sleep. 
so that you won't be saved. That's what Jude was dealing with here. We'll read a couple more verses or so here, Melvin. And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he had everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. The angels, they were awake. They were already in heaven. But they didn't keep what they had. They lost their home. The devil blinded them, caused them to take a nap. That nap turned into a full-blown sleep. Don't let this happen to you. God has saved you from something. He saved, he, he's been working on us. We're not the same used to be. But every so often, those old friends come around. And they say, man, you remember we used to do this? That you have to shut it down immediately. Yeah, that's when I was foolish. That's before I got serious about God. Don't partake with that. Oh, yeah, man, we sure had a good time, didn't we? See, that's how the devil puts you to sleep. You start reminiscing on those old times and how fun it was. And before you know it, they said, man, you want to do it again? You said, well, <laughs> the devil is trying to put you to sleep. Look, he's just uh, like, like how people, uh, Melvin can tell you guys about this, like how he has to put his baby to sleep. He gets you the milk. <laughs> he gets you something to satisfy you, quench your thirst. For a short period of time, he goes to rocking you. He might even sing you a little song. <laughs> he makes you nice and comfortable. He gets you in a nice, quiet environment. The right environment, conducive for sleep. See, the devil knows how to do this. If he trips in heaven, the Bible tells me God made us lower than the angels. The angels have a higher level of thinking. If I can use it for an example, you know for a fact you have a higher level of thinking than any animal out there. I know there's smart animals out there. They're smart. The cats are smart. The, the, the gorillas and the apes and the monkeys and all these animals, the rodents are smart. But look, you're way smarter than these animals. None of those animals develop technology in the electricity and all the things and cars and the things that humanity and you know what people are looking to aliens and thinking the aliens are so much smarter than us they got it backwards it's the angels the angels are so much higher than us and the bible tells me god made us lower than the angel so if the devil those angels to lose their salvation you mean to tell me he's not doing that to us? But glory be to God who sent his son Jesus to die for us so that we can obtain salvation by faith. But don't think you don't need any works because faith without works is dead. So I'm begging you tonight it's time for us to get serious about God. It's time for us to wake out of our sleep. It's time for us to stop dating. 
to stop sleepwalking. It's time for us to be born again, to be baptized, to receive the Holy Ghost. It's time for us to change our environment. Let's start being around people of God. Let's start talking to the people of God. Someone who's going to encourage us to be saved. The people we're talking to, they're encouraging us to lie, to steal. That's what they're encouraging us to do. To go out to the party, to get drunk again, to get high again. That's what the people we're around, that's what they're telling us to do. The devil's trying to continue to keep you in a state of sleep. May God bless you guys. May God continue to keep you and and help you to um, walk through this journey um, with patience. being steadfast. And so at this time, I will turn it back into the hands of us yet again uh, for being in another Bible study. Thank you, Minister Tony Banks. Uh, great wise words. Great message, as always. Um, the last thing you said is uh, we need to walk through this journey. We don't need to sleepwalk through this journey. <laughs> we need to be awake. And awake. Um, I was listening to a message a, a while ago, and it's titled No Match. For the devil. I've heard uh, a lot of people say what they're going to do to the devil or do with the devil when, not if, when they get to hell. They said, oh, I'm going to beat the devil up. Oh, I'm going to smoke this with, play spades with the devil. He's got us food <laughs> because we are no match for the devil. We need the Holy Ghost. We need to get baptized in Jesus' name. You know, in the third chapter of the book of Genesis, it said, the devil is the most subtle creature that God has ever created. Crafty, you know, he's not just going to say, oh, God doesn't exist. He's going to hit you where he knows it'll hurt. He's going to just creep in that little sense of doubt until he fully gets you. You know, I've been, I've been watching videos on these different scams that, that go around. And these people are crafty. Say to get people's information at all times. I get emails all the time. Uh, one of the most popular ones is the refund scam where they'll send you an, e- an email that looks like a receipt and it'll be somewhere from around four to $500 and it'll make it look like an, uh, one of those things. And, and then at the bottom, they say, if you think we, you, we've made this payment in error, call this number to get a refund. So you call the number and they, they'll have you log into your bank account and try to access your computer and they'll make it look like they put more money than the refund would be to get you to try to send the difference. So if, if you already know about this, then you wouldn't fall for it. So that's what we have to do. We have to get the knowledge of God, the knowledge of his word, so we won't fall for these things because too many of us have become victim to these things. You know, post on Facebook, it said that God is not going to rewrite the Bible for our generation. We're stuck on these new ways, these new things, this new this and new that. I'm reminded of a scripture. It said, God made men upright, but men sought out many inventions, many new. And it's most prevalent when it comes to homosexuality. At least that's what I see. Um, I may read it in a comment or something about someone being homosexual, homosexual, and then someone to say, bro, it's 2020, it's 2021, it's 2023, who cares? What does the year have 
And these are Christian people, you know, Christian claiming people. The same ones that believe God is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. But we believe today that it's a different method to get saved. That, oh, that was back in the Bible days. My friend, we're still in the Bible days. You know, we have new trans- new modes of transportation, new this, new that. But God is outside of time. Paul said way back in his day that God could return at any time. It's hot to wake up out of our sleep. And you know, sometimes when I read something, I'm, I know I can be bad at this. I'll read a whole paragraph and my mind just will wander off. Before I even know it, I would read a whole page and, and not even know what I just read. We'll have to go back and reread it. I mean, and that's a very dangerous situation to be in, in God. You're backsliding. You, you don't even know it. And then when, when you do know it, do you go back? Do you correct it? Do you repent? Because when I read something and realize I don't know what I just read, oh, I have to go back and make sure I'm So do we do that? We do so many things and don't realize we're sleeping. One, um, my last thing I have to say in one place, it says, why well, call you me, your Lord, Lord, and do not the things in which I say. So that's all that I have to add. Um, thank you. If you haven't seen at the bottom, this is a pre-recorded message. So if we haven't responded to your comments, we are not ignoring you. So um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching and for those who will watch and for those who will listen. As my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have about uh, we do have Zoom Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We would love to see you guys there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always, because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy, and again, count it all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. If the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next time live with another message coming straight from the word of God. So until then, you guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joystorm12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always.